Letter twenty five of Letters of John Keats to His Family and Friends. Edited by Sidney Colvin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nemo. To George and Thomas Keats. Featherstone Buildings, Monday, January five, eighteen eighteen. My dear brothers, I ought to have written before and you should have had a long letter last week but i undertook the champion for reynolds who is at exeter i wrote two articles one on the drury lane pantomime the other on the covent garden new tragedy which they have not put in the one they have inserted is so badly punctuated that you perceive i am determined never to write more without some care in that particular wells tells me that you are licking your chops, Tom, in expectation of my book coming out. I'm sorry to say, I have not begun my corrections yet. Tomorrow I set out. I called on Sawry this morning. He did not seem to be at all put out at anything I said in the inquiries I made with regard to your spitting of blood, and, moreover, desired me to ask you to send him a correct account of all your sensations and symptoms concerning the palpitation and the spitting and the cough if you have any your last letter gave me a great pleasure for i think the invalid is in a better spirit there along the edge and as for george i must immediately now i think of it correct a little misconception of a part of my last letter the mrs reynolds have never said one word against me about you or by any means endeavored to lessen you in my estimation that is not what i referred to but the manner and thoughts which i knew they internally had towards you time will show wells and severin dined with me yesterday we had a very pleasant day i pitched upon another bottle of claret we enjoyed ourselves very much were all very witty and full of rhymes we played a concert from four o'clock till ten drank your healths the hunts and note well seven peter pindars i said on that day the only good thing i was ever guilty of we were talking about stevens in the first gallery i said i wondered that careful folks would go there for although it was but a shilling still you had to pay through the nose i saw the peachy family in a box or drury one night i've got such a curious or rather i had such now i am in my own hand i have had a great deal of pleasant time with rice lately and am getting initiated into a little band they call drinking deep dying scarlet they call good wine a pretty tipple and call getting a child knocking out an apple stopping at a tavern they call hanging out where do you sup is where do you hang out thursday I promised to dine with Wordsworth, and the weather is so bad that I am undecided, for he lives at Mortimer Street. I had an invitation to meet him at Kingston's, but not liking that place, I sent my excuse. What I think of doing today is to dine in Mortimer Street, Wordsworth, and sup here in the Featherstone buildings, as Mr. Wells has invited me. On Saturday, I called on Wordsworth before he went to Kingston's, and was surprised 
to find him with a stiff collar i saw his spouse and i think his daughter i forget whether i had written my last before my sunday evening at hayden's no i did not or i should have told you tom of a young man you met at paris at scott's ritchie i think he is going to fezzan in africa then to proceed if possible like mungo park he was very polite to me and inquired very particularly after you then there was wordsworth lamb monkhouse landseer kingston and your humble servant lamb got tipsy and blew up kingston proceeding so far as to take the candle across the room hold it to his face and show us what a soft fellow he was i astonished kingston at supper with a pertinacity in favour of drinking keeping my two glasses at work in a knowing way i have seen fanny twice lately she inquired particularly after you and wants a co-partnership letter from you she has been unwell but is improving i think she will be quick mrs abby was saying that the keatses were ever indolent that they would ever be so and that it is born in them well whispered fanny to me if it is born with us how can we help it she seems very anxious for a letter as i have asked her what i should get for her she said a medal of the princess i called on haslam we dined very snugly together he sent me a hair last week which i sent to mrs dilk brown is not come back i and dilk are getting capital friends he is going to take the champion he has sent his farce to covent garden i met bob harris on the steps at covent garden we had a good deal of curious chat he came out with his old humble opinion the covent garden pantomime is a very nice one but they have a middling harlequin a bad pantaloon a worse clown and a shocking columbine who is one of the miss dennets i suppose you will see my critique on the new tragedy in the next week's champion it is a shocking bad one i have not seen hunt he was out when i called mrs hunt looks as well as ever i saw her after her confinement there is an article in the sonite examiner on godwin's mandeville signed e k i think it miss kent's i will send it there are fine subscriptions going on for home you ask me what degrees there are between scott's novels and those of smollett they appear to me to be quite distinct in every particular more especially in their aims scott endeavours to throw so interesting and romantic a colouring into common and low characters as to give them a touch of the sublime smollett on the contrary pulls down in levels what with other men would continue romance the grand parts of scott are within the reach of more minds than the finest humours in humphrey clinker i forget whether that fine thing of the sergeant is fielding or smollett but it gives me more pleasure than the whole novel of the antiquary you must remember what i mean someone says to the sergeant that's a non sequitur if you come to that replies the sergeant you're another i see by wells's letter mr abbey does not overstock you with money you must write i have not seen yet but expect it on wednesday 
I am afraid it is gone. Severn tells me he has an order for some drawings for the Emperor of Russia. You must get well, Tom, and then I shall feel whole and genial as the winter air. Give me as many letters as you like, and write to Sawry soon. I received a short letter from Bailey about Cripps, and one from Hayden, ditto. Hayden thinks he improved very much. Mrs. Wells desires particularly to Tom and her respects to George. And I desire no better than to be ever your most affectionate brother, John. P.S. I had not opened the champion before I found both my articles in it. I was at a dance at Red Hall's and passed a pleasant time enough, drank deep, and won ten pounds six at cutting for half guineas. Bailey was there and seemed to enjoy the evening. Rice said he cared less about the hour than anyone, and the proof is his dancing. He cares not for time, dancing as if he was deaf. Old Red Hall, not being used to give parties, had no idea of the quantity of wine that would be drank, and he actually put in readiness on the kitchen stairs eight dozen. Everyone inquires after you and desires their remembrances to you. Your brother, John. End of letter 25